Welcome to Divine Throughline. I'm Ma Ananda Srimati, sometimes known as Julie Pyatt, and I'm here to share with you musings and perspectives on what it really means to live life divine. Thanks so much for joining me. On today's episode, uh, I'm going to address a listener's question. Um, I got a beautiful email from Uh, someone named Amanda. Amanda, thank you so much for reaching out to me. And uh, she had some questions around sexuality, uh, sexual attachment, and uh, energies that could be residing within your second chakra that are depleting your energy. This is a fantastic question and an area that the entire human race uh, could benefit from focusing on for a bit. So I've decided to dedicate the entire show um, to this subject, um, and I'm looking forward to getting into those uh, details with you a little bit further. But before I get started, I wanted to take a minute and just say hello to everyone, and thank you all so much for emailing me and sharing your experience and asking questions Um, You're doing amazing because you're giving me some really great material to work with. So I really, really appreciate that. And I get really inspired and excited um, because I know that uh, it's making a connection um, and that uh, wherever you are in the world listening to this podcast, um, that uh, we can interact and commune together and uh, really receive some benefit and actually uh, shift and change our life experience here on the planet, but even more important, and this is so um, profound for me, is um, as we deal with these issues in the physical, we are transforming our spiritual energetic and uh, who we are off this planet in different stations of time and space. And that for me is uh, really super exciting. So thank you so much. Um, In addition, I um, have not been able to say thank you for the donations the last two uh, shows that I had because my children had hijacked my computer. Uh, But I'm going to just take a minute. I want to go back. This is over uh, two and a half weeks. So again, I just want to thank you guys um, for the donations that are coming in. It's helping us to produce the show and uh, now helping me to even produce more music So our intention is to uh, really be generating uh, uh, new tracks and new music, a lot of covers, uh, things that I'm working with uh, uh, with my boys, working on with my boys and also with Harry. And uh, so anyway, it's really exciting. I still don't have the first cover for you this week. We still have some final touches, but next week um, we will have a cover and a video and uh, to include with the episode. So thanks for your patience on that. But I did want to go back, um, and I just wanted to give some thank yous to uh, you beautiful humans who have been supporting the show. I so greatly appreciate it. It means really so much to us. So um, I'm going to start. I hope I'm right on the money here. Okay, here we go. So um, Karen, Caitlin, uh, Yogi Tri, thank you so much. Julia, Melanie. Um, Into the Heart, thank you. I really appreciate your support. Jessica, um, Mali, 
Thank you so much, uh, Jennifer, uh, Karen again, and Sarah, Erica, uh, Nanette. Thanks, Nanette. I'm so glad the episode was helpful to you and hope you and your daughter are feeling much better now. Um, Lucy, Catherine, Rachel, and Dawn. Thank you guys. I so appreciate it. Um, and uh, oh, I have new news. Um, I actually have a profile up on Patreon. Uh, it is under Srimati, so you can go there and become a monthly sponsor of the show. I haven't had time to get any kind of goals or like um, gifts available. You know, they have like levels. Like if you've donated X amount, then, you know, I can offer like some special gift for that. So I'm working on that. I'll develop some kind of program, but for now it's, it's up and running. So if you're listening from another country that doesn't have PayPal, um, you can go to patreon.com and search Srimati, S-R-I-M-A-T-I, and make a donation for the show there. So thanks so much for all of that. Um, I actually, um, this week for the musical offering, I'm going to let you guys in on my sitar practice, uh, which should be interesting. <laughs> it might not be perfect and amazing, but it will definitely be interesting. So um, yeah, I'm just going to record uh, the new pieces that I'm working on and uh, just kind of share with you my progress after having... Uh, begun playing sitar. It's been, I guess, a year and a half now, almost. Uh, so anyway, I'm, I, I do practice and look forward to uh, developing that. I'm actually um, channeling a new body of music um, that's coming in kind of the next evolution. Uh, I want to thank everybody who has bought my music. It means the world to me. It's definitely... Uh, the deepest expression of my heart and one that actually healed me and kept me alive during my very, very difficult time on the planet. Um, so I, I always really, really appreciate when someone listens to it and it resonates and they, they connect with it um, as I did. So thanks so much. And I'll have more coming up for you on that uh, frequency. So um, uh, sex. Wow. It's such a, an amazing subject and one that gets, um, sensationalized in the media. Um, everything in our world is based around sex and how to get it. And there's something that I feel actually is kind of a hilarious condition of humanity that the single thing that is the most important, um, you know, experience or coveted experience in a human life is having an orgasm. Um, it's uh, it's so uh, such a small perspective. It's such a small view, and I find it kind of hilarious. I was talking to my twelve year old who's into rap, and um, so I have to uh, I have to weather the drives with the rap music blasting in the car. Um, not that I have anything against rap, but it's usually louder and the lyrics are usually not something that I really would like to listen to. Uh, but I'm allowing her her exploration uh, with it because we all need to explore life and we need to find our own way through things. So a lot of these lyrics are not appropriate at all. And we were giggling. I was teasing her the other day and I was saying that basically all the lyrics are about 
sticking something in someone else's something. <laughs> and that, that's about, you know, the entire subject of the song. So anyway, we are funny, aren't we? That, uh, that we think that, uh, you know, humping like animals is, is the ultimate. But, uh, but anyway, I do love sex. Um, I really do. It's, it's amazing. It's the most powerful force that we have on this planet. But I think we're a little twisted in the way that we look at it in general. So I'm looking forward to sharing some of this experience with you. And, and it came inspired by this letter from Amanda. And she was saying that, you know, she had recently heard about sexual attachment. And, you know, in the past episode, when I worked with Mishka, I was talking about entity attachment. So it is a form of possession, but let's not all freak out and go all exorcist and make a big deal about it. Everyone who is walking around the planet largely has some sort of possession or attachment. Um, and you can look at it, you know, just within the microbiome of the fact that we have trillions of, of, uh, of, of, of life form that is living inside of our, gul- of our gut. So um, anyway, I like to be kind of like chill about the whole thing. It's, it's really not that dramatic. However, um, it is a huge issue. And most of humanity's issues are residing within the second chakra. And I would say that the second chakra is the station uh, where our sexual... Uh, health is uh, expressed, where all of that energy is residing. And in addition, it is also the station of identity in the human body where uh, addiction is held. Um, So there's a lot of issues going on in that area, and our society is not really helping us to find a balanced way with it. So I tend to see both extremes. So you either have someone who's very um, I'm, I'm getting the word pious. Uh, I, I don't really even know what that word means, but anyway, that's what I'm getting. So, you know, very sort of reverent or, or very proper or, you know, or someone would think, well, if you're spiritual, then you must not have an orgasm. You know, maybe someone would project that onto me. Uh, but my experience is very different. I think it's simply a choice. And I think at um, even even spiritual masters that I've worked with, even people in the spiritual community have had a lot of hangups over whether that being was in fact having sex or not. Um, and uh, I don't think having sex has anything to do with any certain level of attainment. I think the act is more described or defined by the energy in which with which you meet it. Like what is the frequency that you're entering into the engagement with? Um, that might be a more um, correct, uh, when I want to say like barometer of like the evolution or the frequency level of the experience. Um, so um, sexuality is a huge part of who we are as human beings. It is one, it could be the most powerful force Um, that is actually within the body. Uh, And for me, sexuality has always been the same as creativity, has always been the same as spirituality. So all three of these forces, I think in a very balanced state, are, are sort of merged. And I've had this experience with my own children, with my older boys who are in their 20s, um, We've forgone, uh, they have not entered into a state where they use drugs or drink alcohol. Um, they've tasted alcohol, I think, a couple times, but that's sort of it. Um, they are not, uh, some are not sexually active yet, 
And, uh, you know, my oldest son also waited quite a long time until he was in a relationship. So, but I think that the key to this and the reason that I haven't had, they haven't been like um, having to, um, you know, enter into, you know, crazy sexual odysseys with a bunch of different partners or also use a lot of drugs or drink a lot or, you know, this kind of thing is because... They're very creatively expressed. So the fact that they were writing music at such a young age and that they were around creative expression kept this um, energy flowing freely throughout them. Now, the other part of this is, of course, that they had a spiritual practice and that they lived in a, in a life and a household where we always honored um, the force that is greater than our humanity as the first step. Um, cause I understand that a lot of musicians, you know, maybe they have the belief or artists that they have to be tortured and it has to be dark and it has to be all of that, uh, in order for you to be artistic. But in our experience, um, I really feel like the attention to the painting and the singing and the music and just the free expression keeps that energy flowing so they don't feel like they have to... Uh, engage in something maybe before they're they're ready to do that. Um, the other element to this that is relevant is that I had the exact opposite experience. So uh, I was not expressed artistically as a child. I only found out I was an artist at age 28, if you can believe that. Um, so it was very late in my life that I came into my creative expression. And I would say that the period of my life where I hurt myself Uh, more than any other period was in my teens. And it was from having a lot of promiscuous sex. Of course, I was a child and I was trying to plug in to uh, uh, a love that I had not experienced with my own birth father. And I was trying to make that connection in that way. I I was thinking that that was the act that was going to plug it in. And uh, it was extremely painful time for me, one that I suppressed and hid for many, many years. Uh, and I, I was able to forgive myself later in my life when I entered into uh, a loving, beautiful relationship, actually, uh, with somebody that I met when I was 17. Uh, but that was very short-lived. And then I had a, a very healthy relationship in my college years for all four years. So... Um, Anyway, that was my experience with it at that level. Now, later on, um, as I started getting into spirituality, I started to understand that just just like thoughts are things, okay, so energy is something, it's not nothing. Well, when you actually exchange fluids with somebody, there are karmic consequences to that. And um, uh, this is, I think, what Amanda is, is writing in about. I've had you know, girlfriends and people in my life who have shared, you know, all kinds of things that have happened uh, after sexual encounter with another person and, uh, and something that just feels out of balance and just isn't right in that area. And it can produce physical symptoms, um, you know, different STDs or different, uh, you know, issues uh, that can feel out of balance. So I wanted to get into this a little bit um, and, uh, and just talk about that there is nothing shameful you know, with our inherent sexuality. I mean, it is part of who we are. It should be expressed and it should be 
uh, honored, I think, and guarded as as a really a divine force. It, it truly is a divine force. Um, however, a lot of us are using this force for manipulation, and uh, you know, find it a lot in uh, in people that are kind of overly sexual and and flirting as a way of gaining power over another. Um, you know, uh, flirting with somebody else's partner um, in an effort to gain the attention or uh, just not really sure how to manage those boundaries in a uh, responsible way, in a divine way, and in a a loving way, a compassionate way. Uh, So uh, there is a way for you to develop a boundary. And, you know, we do know when we're turning on the sexuality and when we're turning it off. And you can tell um, from someone's demeanor or how they are uh, expressing themselves um, how that is... um, how that is being expressed. And it doesn't have to do with how they're dressing. Uh, You can have somebody that's dressed uh, very beautifully and they can be not exuding sexual energy out of their field. Um, So um, it's something that we can learn to to work with. So I'm going to take a little break there, actually. I have to drive my daughter, Mathis, to a camping trip. (laughs) So I'm going to put it on pause, and I will come back in a little bit and get into the finer details of the processes. All right. Beautiful. Namaste. Okay, I'm back. Thanks for uh, allowing me to be so authentic on the show and just flow with my life. Um, As a mother of four uh, children, actually uh, five living with me, I have to be facile and move from uh, creative expression to creative expression rather quickly and shift gears. So um, this is why um, I didn't have a healing technique the last two weeks. Um, just I'm doing so many things. I'm working on actually uh, two different cookbooks right now. One is um, a plant-based Italian book. Um, the other one is a nut cheese book. And then I'm also actually writing my memoir um, amongst various other projects. So anyway, sometimes I'm just not able to maintain the balance of my life. And I feel like instead of uh, requiring or demanding of myself that I uh, deliver two episodes, um, that it is more uh, in alignment to honor my my life and my body and uh, go ahead and live in a balanced Ayurvedic um, manner. Um, if I can uh, maintain that in my own life, I can be a better a guide and uh, and share in a better way that's more impactful. So um, thank you for your understanding in advance of um, my scheduled podcasts and whatever their consistency and frequency is. Okay, so now let's get into um, the subject of sex and uh, explore the concept of attachment or entity attachment in your second chakra region. Um, a sexual entity or attachment has been historically called um, something called a succubus. And if you look it up online, uh, it is a an energy uh, uh, which is female in form, which uh, seduces uh, a man uh, to have a sexual experience. And it's, I think, categorized as like a demonic energy or something like that. Um, 
And yeah, a succubus is an entity that attaches on to sexual imbalance. Um, I would um, say in my humble opinion that um, if you have an addiction to sex, uh, it's very likely that this addiction is being run by this succubus, which is attached, was attached through um, either, you know, some series of events or one traumatic event. I mean, it could be many, many different flavors just depending on um, the, the person. But it is in fact um, the, the succubus um, um, hunger for this kind of energy, which it in fact eats, um, that is its sustenance. And that is what is driving this, you know, completely, um, you know, crazy desire to have sex and a lot of it. Um, so I would say that this can be present in, you know, anybody, whether male or female. Um, and uh, the the succubus entity itself is not a female in form. I think that that is just a, you know, an archaic idea of what the energy is. And it, it could in fact be, you know, a multitude of different frequencies or different variations or uh, individual uh, uh, signature. Um, so this succubus, if it's attached to you, um, and of course it's at such a level that it is driving sexual addiction, um, that is kind of one level. But I think that there is another level that may be uh, even more common. And it might be uh, something that uh, is attached to your sexual energy and it is more depleting, you know, can be depleting your body. So it's sucking again, eating that energy and sort of, I would say, siphoning off the frequency. So again, just like as I've talked in the past about uh, my uh, humble opinion about uh, alcoholism and other types of addictions, is that, you know, there is some other energy that is driving the behavior of the human being because that behavior is not a natural, balanced uh, human um, experience. Um, the good news is, is because we have identified it, and when we know about it, we can uh, do a meditation or a healing or a visualization to, in fact, remove that and reclaim the energy of the human being, uh, put up boundaries, and eliminate that condition from continuing. No energy has the right to exist within your energy field or to siphon your energy in any way without your consent. Uh, we live in a society where many, many energies are existing in a vampiric form, meaning they are grabbing their sustenance from another life form in order to sustain themselves. Um, this does not have to be the case. Um, as divine beings, uh, we have the right to claim our self-sovereign freedom, and to uh, be the keepers of our energy field and to hold dominion over what enters our experience and what doesn't. Now I want to just take a minute and discuss the uh, subject of pornography and what uh, participation in this form of sexual seduction or arousal so in my experience, uh, participating in pornography uh, during a sexual encounter 
is going to produce a very, very low vibration result. Um, it just really is a kind of one of the lowest um, levels of engaging in sexuality that we have. It's completely removed from the heart, removed from any real intimacy, and there's no real connection or no real expansion happening. It's simply experiencing sex on a very animalistic level and a very sort of Boz level. I would also um, share that there really are no innocent bystanders in this experience. Um, you are participating in the frequency, which is something. And if we look at our greater community at large, or even our family at large, you know, I want to repeat again that uh, sex is only okay, or only uh, okay to engage in if two consenting adults agree um, to participate together. Uh, that is the only time that it is um, acceptable. Uh, however, we have to look at if we're engaging in pornography that objectifies women or objectifies men uh, in a way that is degrading, in a way that is um, uh you know, not expansive and not divine and not honoring as a divine being of God, uh, we are in fact um, sort of perpetuating this energy for our own selves and also for our own families. So uh, this whole idea in the culture that, you know, guys just need to do this and they're very protected over their pornography, um, it's just not right. It's not in right alignment. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people out there would, you know, take offense to what I'm saying, but I just, I know you're more than that. I know there's more in the sexual experience than that for you. And listen, I have watched pornography before in my life. I know what it is. It left me feeling uh, shameful, vacant, uh, disconnected, um, just gross, really, honestly. And um, the reason is because the sexual act is communion with the divine. It's communion with your spirit. It's communion with creativity. And when you're choosing to participate with it in this kind of aberrated, weird way, um, it doesn't feel good inside. So I would ask the question to the world at large to anyone considering these, some of these concepts is even if you did conquer a lot of um, partners and you had sex with, you know, double digit, you know, men or women or whatever, uh, did that really feel, does that really feel good to you inside? Did you feel good and, and merge with your spirit and at one meant and, you know, expanded or did you feel, um, you know, a little bit uh, duplicitous or um, a little bit uh, overindulgent or manipulative or shameful or guilty. Um, all of these experiences go along with uh, these sexual encounters. And I think acting like, um, like pornography is nothing is really um, just immature and it's not true. So, uh, you know, it's not to say, you know, every, everybody's human and everybody's in their process. So it's something to think about. And possibly through this podcast and through um, some other things that I can share with you about creating a divine space in which to engage in sex, you can still have very passionate, um, heated, um, amazing, erotic sex 
uh, and I'm a huge advocate of it for relationships. It's absolutely wonderful. One of the most wonderful unions that could happen between two consenting adults. Um, you're missing it if you think it's attached to uh, photos of other people you don't know or film of other people you don't know. Um, you're missing the point um, entirely. So what about painful breakups? What about when we uh, know that a relationship has come to completion? It could be just one person uh, is no longer in love with the other person, which there uh, creates an imbalance there of the one person being rejected. And then that rejection uh, feeds uh, a certain exchange energetically. Um, it could be uh, that there were some darker energies involved, like violence or you know addiction of any kind. Um, and there could be a desire from one of the partners to completely separate over the pain. Um, there could just be a situation where a relationship came to closure and completion and the two individuals are complete with their exchange with each other. Uh, it could be a myriad of, of situations, but in any case, uh, we can do a, a relationship closure technique which will allow each person to retrieve their energies back into their own field and um, you know, continue on with their individual life paths uh, completely separated from each other, which is appropriate uh, unless you are in a karmic relationship or a committed relationship with another person. Um, the other thing uh, that I wanted to uh, just discuss uh, very quickly here is that you know you don't have to be in a relationship to experience sacred sex. You can do it by yourself. You can be flying solo, and you can still treat it as a divine communion. And um, one of the most powerful ways that I've experienced sex as sacred is by this process of actually drawing your energy from the point of orgasm. It's, it's like you feel the orgasm releasing, but at the same time you're releasing, you draw it up into your heart space, and then you exhale it out the crown of your head. So this is a sort of modified tantric technique. Um, tantra is fabulous. However, you need two yogis to practice tantra. So you can't be in a relationship with someone who's not a yogi and, and achieve tantra. So, um, or at least if you're going to do it with a partner. So this is something that's kind of modified that has really um, expanded my experience. Um, and I think the intention, again, uh, intention is every, everything, everything, everything. The intention you carry as you enter an experience will transform your experience. I mean, it's the most powerful thing that you have. And so even if you didn't change anything, but you just entered into your next sexual experience, um, sort of uh, uh, viewing your partner as an emanation of something divine and worshiping them through the sexual process, um, that right there will change your entire experience. Um, so anyway, uh, for the healing technique this week, I am going to do uh, a technique on uh, on exchange, I'm sorry, uh, relationship closure. Um, and then also we'll do the entity removal at that time. So I'll combine relationship completion meditation process uh, with the entity attachment uh, clearing, which every single human being on the planet could benefit from doing that because we've all lived thousands of lifetimes and you know sex has been a huge a huge force in the life of a human being um, but just to understand also that 
when you have sex with other individuals, you are exchanging fluids. It is a very intimate act. And I think we need to adopt more of a feeling of just how sacred our bodies are and just how sacred this energy is. And if you had that kind of perspective, and if our children had that kind of perspective, which is one that I shared with my own boys when they were about 10 and 11, um, they we would be a little bit more selective with, uh, with who we have sex with. And, and, um, you know, I, uh, I, as I shared earlier, I had a lot of sex, um, at a young age, you know, in my teens and, uh, it was harmful to my body and to my being and my soul. And it took me quite a few years to forgive myself for that, so, you know, everything's in a life, everything for a reason. And, you know, maybe the reason that I went through this is that I'm able to share this on this level with you now. So I never look back and I never, you know, I, I don't regret, but um, uh, I'm happy that my children have my experience to learn from and that they have their choice. They can make a different choice if they, if they want to. So anyway, uh, I think that's it for this week. Um, thanks so much for joining me. Um, I do want to let you guys know that uh, my husband, Rich Roll, and I just did a relationship course. It's on mindbodygreen.com. You have to go to the video courses and search Rich Roll and Julie Pyatt, and you can find it there. It's a couple hours of intimate um, relationship uh, advice from uh, two married people who have been together for 17 years. And uh, I also did a PDF um, that goes along with that course that is on how to create uh, sacred sex. So it's a how-to of how to set up your space and different things you can do to create that kind of um, environment. Um, as well, we share uh, some other very important um, kind of tips on how we've stayed together through all of these years and how we are continuing to transform and uh, endeavoring to have a divine uh, partnership. So anyway, you can check that out if it interests you. Um, as always, you can find me at srimati.com, S-R-I-M-A-T-I.com. I am uh, going to be stepping back into the food quite a bit. Um, I'm going to try to be blogging once a week and sharing a recipe. Uh, so if you're interested in that, subscribe and stay tuned for more of that. Um, as promised, uh, I'll have a cover song for you next week um, that I did with the boys that we're pretty excited to share with you guys and, uh, and a video along with that. So anyway, um, that's it. Uh, I hope you enjoy the healing technique. It will be uh, episode, I think, 34. So you can download that right away. I'll load both of these up at the same time. And please keep your questions coming. Please share with me. I read everything. I'm so incredibly uh, touched uh, to hear from you, to read your stories, and to know uh, that we are um, you know, exploring some areas uh, that may prove to be transformative in your life. Um, so it means a lot to me. So thank you uh, for letting me know that you are enjoying the content and that uh, it is making a difference in your life. It, it's extremely meaningful to me. And so until next week, I'm sending you and your family so much grace and beauty as you travel along your path to find your way home. Namaste.